Blog Talk Radio. Hey, welcome to the Ray Edelman Radio Show. We have an amazing guest coming on tonight. I'm really excited to be interviewing Richard Christie, who is the metal drummer for Charred Walls of the Damned, as well as an amazing writer for the Howard Stern Show. So we will be waiting for him to call in. He is hopefully going to be calling in any moment. So prior to him calling in, um, to anyone new who is just tuning into the show, just want to tell everyone a little bit about the concept of my show, and then we are going to introduce Richard tonight, as well as do a bunch of plugs. We've got, uh, we got Mooski right now in the chat room from Stern Superfans. Check out SternSuperfans.com. And we also have Mark's Friggin in the chat room. So definitely go to MarksFriggin.com, and we'll talk a little bit more about the um, various things that they do where they promote the Howard Stern Show. So please check them out. So while we're waiting for Richard to call in, the concept of my show, I started it back in April, just to give everyone an idea. And I really wanted to start a show where I could combine my passion for psychology. I'm a licensed uh, clinical psychologist. And actually, it might be kind of uh, fitting for tonight because I definitely want to ask Richard some Halloween questions. I work in a maximum security prison, so my life is kind of like a um, chronic running Halloween theme, I guess you could say. So I really love I love interviewing people. I'm also a musician, and now have my radio show. And I really wanted to develop a show where I could support people because I know how difficult it is for people in the entertainment industry to sometimes get their names out there. So on my show, you're going to get a really good taste of what these people's lives are like, uh, the different experiences they've encountered, and we're going to be here to support and promote whatever they are doing. So my show has really um, had some great people on it. I have everyone on from some really, you know, big names, people that are very established in the industry, all the way up to people that are just, you know, starting out and breaking into the industry. So my show is really about supporting everyone out there. So if you are currently tuning in, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. We have a ton of people right now joining us in the chat room, so welcome, everyone. It's going to be an awesome show tonight with Richard, and it looks like he is calling in now, so I'm going to give an introduction to everyone about who he is, and then we will bring him on the air. Also, feel free to call into the show if you would like to ask Richard questions. The number is 805-243-1320. And that information is also available in the chat room. So let me tell you a little bit about Richard. I adore him. He is amazing on the Howard Stern Show. He's a phenomenal musician. And I know we have a ton of Howard Stern fans right now in the chat room that are tuning in. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Let me go to my sheet here. Unfortunately, I don't have all the uh, lovely people that Howard has working for him to feed him the information. So I am basically controlling everything from the switchboard to the interview to getting questions from the chat room, so please bear with me. So I had the pleasure, actually, of reading Richard a little, reading, meeting, sorry, excuse me, Richard a little while back at uh, Barn Anticipation in New Jersey when Don Jameson was recording his debut comedy CD. CD. And definitely check out, check out Don Jameson. He was on my show, and he's an awesome uh, comedian. I actually saw him perform this past weekend at Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club. And Richard was just so kind. I mean, I was really excited to meet him, and he's just an awesome person, really just authentic, grounded, down-to-earth person, as many of you know just from hearing him on the Howard Stern Show. And as many of you know, Richard, uh, we love his work for the Howard Stern Show, which includes his brilliant and hilarious prank calls that he co-writes with Sal Governale, uh, from his character voices, including uh, Ethel, to his passion for Tico Taco and uh, Halloween 
among the other historical stories and writing that he contributes to the Howard Stern Show. But the one thing I really want to say about Richard is that writing is really only one aspect of who this individual is. Um, He is such a dynamic and talented individual, and he's a phenomenal metal drummer for his band, Charred Walls of the Damned, and we're going to preview some singles tonight off of their album. So between the questions I have about his life, his involvement with the Howard Stern Show, um, along with his band and the fans that we have in the chat room, I'm sure we could interview Richard for hours. But unfortunately... Primarily tonight, we are going to be focusing on his band, um, as well as taking questions from the chat room, as we're here to promote the release of his second full-length album titled Cold Winds on Timeless Days. It's scheduled to be released on October 11th, but everyone, please check it out now. You can pre-order it on iTunes, and Richard will also provide more information about where else you can access a pre-ordered copy of this album. The band is signed to Metal Blade Records, and the album, as I mentioned, can currently be pre-ordered. And we're going to hear the hit single, Zero Stand Tonight, which is currently being played on Sirius XM Liquid Metal, as well as we're going to debut another album off of their track. So, without further ado, let's bring Richard on. He can introduce all the different members of his band and, and talk about some other stuff. Hello. Okay. Hey, how are you, Richard? I'm good. Wow, that was some intro. I've got a lot to live up to. <laughs> You're so funny. A lot of people say that. I really do my homework. I'm very serious about this. Uh, I haven't been doing this nearly as long as Howard, but I take this very seriously. So, oh, so you, you, don't have yeah, you definitely you covered all the bases with that with that intro. That was awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us, and I'm so happy to have you on the show. And the fans are all in the chat room waiting to hear from you, so uh, it's going to be a great show. Actually, we already well, thank have someone you so much. It. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate this, and, and thank awesome. you again for the very nice words. Awesome, definitely. Uh, just as a side note, we already have someone calling in. Please you know, remain on the line for a little bit. I just want to kind of get Richard rolling. Let's talk a little bit about uh, his album and interview him, and then I will bring you on the air to ask you questions for Richard. I hope it's not so, Sal calling in to prank me. <laughs> Is he gonna call in? <laughs> What's that? I don't know. Is he is he gonna call in? Maybe. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't okay. think so. But you know what? It's funny. Whenever I when I called in tonight, I I'm so used to to calling in to to Blog Talk Radio because Sal and I do. Uh, you know, we we do our pranks and we do some of them on Blog Talk Radio. So it's uh it's ah. a different experience to call in and actually do a real interview and not be pranking. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't know that some of those calls you do, they are, they're on Block Talk Radio. That's awesome. Yeah, some of the uh like the <laughs> religious shows and things like that are on, on Blog Talk, yeah. Cool. Very cool. Well I love I, I, I love your prank calls. I mean you and Sal are brilliant at everything you guys do, so I really enjoy that. And I listen to you guys on my way to prison every day. So uh I got out of prison early, uh specifically for you today. I took some time off so I could uh bring you on this show, so it's all good. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Thank, that's so nice of you to say. Thank you. You're welcome. Aw. So let's uh, welcome. I know you know a bunch of people right now in the chat room. Let's give them some plugs real quick. We have uh, Joseph Muski in the chat room from Stern Superfans. Uh, we have Mark Friggin from uh, MarksFriggin.com. Little Mikey's in the chat room right now. And I'm not sure how to pronounce this name, but it's, oh, gosh, CWB. Tennessee Winston, so we're going to give him a plug, too. I'm not sure what his real name is, but um, 
you have a bunch of fans in there right now, Richard. That's awesome. So. Yeah, I know. Uh, I I know most of them very well, and they're they're awesome people. And, and thank you to all of them for uh, listening in too. Cool. Very cool. So why don't we start out with just uh, giving us some information about when you first started playing music? Uh, how old for you? Uh, where were you living at the time when you really got involved in it? Well, you know, it's funny. I can trace it all back to my neighbor Larry Bierbauer in uh, in uh, near Hyattville, Kansas. When I was growing up, I was about eight or nine years old, and he was uh, the older neighbor kid that I started hanging out with. And you know, you always kind of look up to the older kids, and he was into heavy metal. And I remember the first time he played me Quiet Riot Metal Health when it came out in 1983, and and from then on, I was hooked and. I just became a massive metal fan, and then the following year, uh, the album 1984 by Van Halen came out, and my neighbor Larry uh, played me Hot for Teacher, and when I heard the drums, I was like, <laughs> I have to learn how to how to try to do that. I don't even know that at this point I can play Hot for Teacher, because it's such an incredible drum piece, but I, when I heard it, wow. I, I wanted to learn how to play drums, and Fortunately, 1984 was uh, the year that they started offering band class um, at Uniontown High School, in, or not high school, Uniontown Grade School in Kansas. And uh, oh, wow. so I took, that was fifth grade, and I, I started taking band class. And uh, just uh, luckily, every kid in, in band that was taking band that year wanted to be a drummer, and that was when, like, Tommy Lee was famous and everything, and everybody okay. wanted to be Tommy Lee. And so luckily, I was one of the... Uh, one of the kids that was chosen uh, that could be drum, uh, drummer, I, I know my second choice, I, they, they made you take a second choice in case they would make you play something else, and okay. I didn't ha I didn't want to play anything else, but I chose saxophone, <laughs> so thank God I'm oh, not the, the next, uh, thank God I'm not the next Kenny G, and I, I was able to play drums, so. Right, right, that's awesome. What? What do you think it was that drew you to the the metal genre? I mean, you're you're such into the metal genre, and you're you know what I mean. What what drew you to that genre? Um, you know, it's hard to say. It's just, uh, I guess, you know, being a, a child of the '80s and and that kind of music mm -hmm. was popular then. You know, in, in like 1983, when Quiet Riot Metal Health came out, that was one of the first really big, um, kind of mainstream metal albums. So, uh, I guess I was grew up in the right time to be exposed to that kind of music and I, I've just loved it ever since. I just love the aggressiveness of it and, and, and it just, you know, makes me want to bang my head and it, it's really hard to explain exactly what it is about it that I love but once once you're a metalhead, you're a, you're a metalhead for life and anybody that's into heavy metal music knows that and it's kind of like that. something that you never, ever grow out of. That's awesome. Really cool. Well, that's that's great. That's awesome. Um, so how did you, I mean, before you became involved with Charred Walls of the Damned, were you involved with, you know, other bands for a while? Were you in and out of bands, or was this kind of a, a serious band that you got into a while ago? Because I'm not sure about, you know, the history of the band and how you guys came together. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, well, I uh, I started, well, I, I, you know, I started playing drums at the age of 10, and then when I was 18, mm -hmm. I, I got a scholarship to go to college for drumming, uh, music scholarship oh, wow. to a community college in Kansas, and the night before I was supposed to start college, I got a call from a band in Springfield, Missouri, a heavy metal band called Public Assassin that I was a big fan of. I had heard their demo tapes, and they were kind of big in the Midwest, and 
they needed a drummer and they wanted to audition me. So uh, I guess it was all meant to be. The day I was supposed to start college, wow. they, they auditioned me, and I moved to Springfield, Missouri, which to me was like the big city. You know, I remember driving right, right, for the right. first day. What's that? No, I said, right, right. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was like blown away that I was moving to a city of 150,000 people. I couldn't believe it, and you know, because I had grown up in in a town of in Redfield, Kansas, uh, which is about 40 people, and so th- it was a big move for me. And when I was 18, <laughs> I, I moved there and joined this band and went on our first tour when I was 19 in a van and. Then uh, we all decided to move to Florida because the the metal scene was really big in Florida in the cool. early 90s and um and that's where I met one of my idols who was uh the the leader of the band called Death and I had been a big fan of the band Death since I was in high school and uh his name was Chuck Schuldiner and and we became best friends and I I joined the band, and that was really a dream come true for me because they were my favorite band and pretty much still are. And and so wow. I, that was my first experience really touring around the world. I got to, uh, throughout 1998, I got to tour in Europe and South America and all over the U.S. Wow. And, and Canada, and it was just really, really amazing. And, and that kind of really was the, the first big you know, big band that I was in, and mm-hmm. and then I joined a band called Iced Earth, who was a pretty popular metal band also, and okay. uh, played with them for several years, and and just kind of got known as a as, as a drummer in in the band's Death and Iced Earth, and I also had a few other bands like Burning Inside, and I I played with a band called Incantation, and a few other uh, you know pretty wow. popular metal bands, and just kind of got known as a as a drummer, and then about um, I guess 2008 is when I formed Charred Walls of the Damned, and I was talking to Brian Slagle, who's the the owner of Metal Blade Records, and also a very popular metal figure because he discovered Metallica and Slayer and and tons of killer metal bands. And I was telling him I was putting together a band, and he really wanted to hear it as soon as we had some music. And when he heard the music, he really liked it, and that's uh, that's pretty much... uh, where I'm at now is uh, with Charred Walls of the Damned. Very cool, very cool. So that's how you got hooked up with Metal Blade Records when you were talking with the guy? Yeah, and it, and it's really, you know, it's such an honor to be on that label because I'm a huge fan of, uh, you know, there's several bands on that label that I've been a big fan of for many years, like King Diamond and Cannibal Corpse and Amon Amarth okay. and Guar. Like, there's so many great bands, and it's, it's just really amazing to be a part of that label. And I remember ordering Metal Blade cassettes when I was like 12 years old. I used to order them through the mail, and, and now I'm on that label. So it's pretty it's pretty amazing, and, and it's really an honor to be a part of that, that label because they have such a great history with metal. Yeah, they've been, you know, and if I could just, you know, definitely give them a plug to Metal Blade Records. It's just been awesome because I've been in you know, touch with them through various um, interviews that I've done, and they've just been so professional and a really cool group of people. So definitely want to give a plug to Vince Edwards because he's been awesome in terms of, you know, interacting with me and setting up the interviews and, yeah, really great group. Yeah, Vince of rules, and Vince is a drummer too. He's a killer drummer, and he, uh, oh, wow, he's nice. just a really cool dude. That's what that's what's so cool about everybody at Metal Blade. They're all metal fans, and and they really mm-hmm. believe in the music, and it, and it's all about you know metal, and and 
and that's why the label is so amazing because they're just you know they're first and foremost metal fans and and you can tell that by how passionate they are. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, why don't we take this caller because I don't want to make this poor person wait wait on the phone forever. No problem. And then we'll um yeah we'll bring them on and then we'll go back to the interview. Okay. Sounds great. Okay. All right, two five area code two five three. You are on the air with Richard Christie. Hey Richard, how's it going? This is Martin from Washington. Hey Carrie. Hey, how are you, Martin? Hey, how are you? Pretty good. How are you doing? Um, I I love your how drumming. How you doing? I love your music. I'm doing great. I, I'm really happy to talk to you. Um, oh, nice. I'm a real big fan of your drumming. I was just wondering, are you have you ever considered like, you know, maybe a departure from the from the heavy metal genre? Um, you know. Not really. I mean, that's that kind of the music I'm passionate about. I, I mean, I've been asked that if, you know, Lady Gaga or somebody like that offered me <laughs> tons of money to play on something, then and I'd kind of be foolish to turn that down because, you know, money is money and everybody's got to pay the rent. So, But, right. I, you know, as far as making the music that I love to make and, uh, and, and just the music that I love to write, I, I just feel confident, you know, and... and passionate about writing heavy metal but uh you know i do some other i'm really into like horror movie soundtracks and uh i love writing uh like old 80s style synthesizer music and i always said one day i'd love to do kind of a a horror soundtrack uh for somebody i've been talking with some filmmakers about maybe doing their soundtrack so that's something that i would definitely be into doing what about like sound like almost like a soundscape metal sort of like tool or something like that where you're playing with uh, maybe not the classic percussions, maybe like Coke bottles and stuff like that. Well, yeah, I mean, I definitely, uh, Tool is awesome. Their drummer, Danny Carey, is from Kansas, which is awesome. And he uh, he wears a KU jersey on stage all the time, which is amazing. But, yeah, I love that. And, you know, there's a lot of non-metal bands that I love, uh, like Coheed and Cambria is pretty much one of my all-time favorite bands, and I would definitely be into playing, you know, music like that. So, but yeah, I love experimenting with stuff. I, you know, the, um, the drummer before me, in, in Death, uh, Gene Hoagland, he used to play an airplane propeller on stage, which was pretty awesome. And uh, you know, so I love experimenting. You know, it, it's cool when people kind of step outside the box and do things like that. And and I would definitely be open for trying. You know, different things like that. I, I mean, that's how I started playing drums was um, playing on feed cow feed buckets. So maybe one day I'll kind of go back wow. to my roots and and play on some cow feed buckets on an album. <laughs> yeah, you know, Richard, awesome. uh, you are you are uh, a sincere and and humble guy, but you are really truly a talent. I just want you to know that. And uh, I I, well, I just you. want you to stay cool. And I'm I'm so oh, glad thank you that so you much. I'm so glad that you beat Ralph in that IQ test. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my proudest moments, I must say. That was great. All, All right, thanks. All right, thanks take so care, much, man. Martin. And uh, Washington State has a, an awesome brewery called Elysian. If you get a chance to drink some of their pumpkin beer, it's some of the best. <laughs> yeah, next time you're in state, uh, you know, let me know, and uh, you know, I'll uh, I'll um, I'll kick it with you. Sounds great. Yeah, I. Uh, you know, they have a pumpkin beer fest. I think it's in, in Seattle um, every year where they, that brewery, Elysian, they, they 
tap an actual huge monster pumpkin and fill it full of beer and and have a big uh, beer fest. And I I've been wanting to make the trip out there every year, so maybe next October we'll we'll meet up and hang out for that. Yeah, they love beer so much they started October Oktoberfest on uh, Friday. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> cool. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's All awesome. Right, well, I'm drinking. A, I'm drinking a delicious pumpkin beer as we speak. So, cheers. Ah, nice. <laughs> All right, Dr. Lady. Thank Karen. you so much, Martin. Have a good Thank night. Thank you, Martin. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. All right, Richard, you're getting lots of calls. Let's do another call quickly, and then we'll go back to the interview. Okay, uh, area, area code nine three one. You are now on the Carrie Edelman Show with Richard Christie. Hi, Richard. This is your dad. Hey, Dad. How are you? <laughs> Shit How you doing, Bob? Shit had died, Bob. We had to eat him. Oh man, I hope he was good. <laughs> this is a crazy white boy, man. You're I'm a fucking Uber fan of yours, dude. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Um, How are you, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, man. I start a new job tomorrow, so you know I'm doing pretty good actually. Nice. Where where do you live? In Tennessee. Tennessee, oh, nice. 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 Yep. I remember when I moved to Florida, I drove my 73 Ford LTD through Nashville, and uh, it was one of the scariest things ever because I had all my drums in the trunk, and it weighted the car down so much that I was throwing sparks on the freeway there. Uh, but I kept going, and everything was all right. But that's one of my great uh, Tennessee memories. Cool. I still remember the story that you told on the air a few years ago about how you had an old van as a teenager, and you used to take a shit through a floor. <laughs> that was that was pretty awesome. Yeah, well, we got to do what we got to do, you know. I had a, I bought a, uh, I saw a toilet for for sale, a used toilet on the porch of this guy, and he was appropriately his nickname was Stinky. He lived in Uniontown, Kansas, and uh, I went and asked him one day. I was like, that'd make a good passenger seat because I didn't have a passenger seat, and I asked Stinky how much he wanted for the toilet, and he said ten dollars. So I was like, oh, that's a good deal, and. You know, it, it also doubled as a beer cooler. I feel it full of ice when, when I go to parties, but it probably wasn't was the, the, the most it, right? sanitary beer cooler ever, but it worked. That's what I was about to say. I hope you didn't like shit in it and then put the beer in it. <laughs> no, I made sure I washed it out real good. I don't know if you can ever wash a toilet out good enough, though, for it to be good as a beer cooler, but yeah, you know, really it was, Milwaukee, it was Milwaukee's best, so it probably didn't taste that great anyway. I think that's. Nice. I think that's actually. They actually take crap and make beer out of that. Yeah, well, that's all. You know, <laughs> when I was growing up in in high school, uh, you know, and I'm not to say that that high school kids should be drinking beer, but we were pretty ornery when I was growing up, and we we used to get Milwaukee's best for I think it was four dollars for a twelve pack, around seven fifty or eight dollars for a case, and. Uh, we had two choices, Milwaukee's best red or, or blue. The blue was the light and the red was regular. So we kind of switched it off every other weekend. I remember drinking red as a kid. Actually, I have the tattoo that I have on my right arm, I paid the guy a case of beer to to give me a tattoo. So <laughs> I know <laughs> all about awesome. Milwaukee. Where's where that tattoo shop? That's a pretty good deal. I might come and get one. Uh, it was some guy in his trailer with a guitar string and a radio motor. <laughs> That nice. is awesome. What's the yeah, tattoo of? It's just my name with 
flames on top of it. It looks it looks like shit, man. It looks like a jailhouse tattoo. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? That's a freaking awesome story to be able to tell about it. So it's definitely it's an awesome tattoo if you can tell a story that like that about pretty, it. Pretty good. Had some pretty good times at that man. We were sitting. The dude, the dude was a he was part Indian and he had a teepee out beside his uh, out beside his trailer. We would go and take peyote and stuff and trip in the teepee. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you know, when you mentioned a tattoo, it made me think of a old buddy of mine back in Kansas named Staring Darren who had an ACDC tattoo, but it was spelled wrong. Like, he oh, he he gave himself the tattoo, but, you know, he was looking down, and I guess he wasn't paying it. Like, you know, it's hard to do it on yourself, on your own arm, and he spelled it wrong. <laughs> so the only way it come out was, like, if he looked in a mirror or something. I got a friend like that, too, man. Oh, that's, those, those kind wow. of people are the best. I love those kind of people. Oh, yeah. Dude, I've got a best friend that oh, I've right. had for the past 20 years. It's like that. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, well, thank if you, if so you have much. a Milwaukee's best, if you have a Milwaukee's best soon, thank you, me, buddy. Hell yeah, man! Hell yeah! It's great, great to great to hear from you, man. Yeah, thank you Hi. so much for calling. I really appreciate it, and uh, and, and you take care. Huge fan, huge fan, y'all. Peace. Oh. Okay, thank, thank you so you. much for calling in. Take uh-huh. care. Bye. Take care. Okay. Oh, I could wow, go. I could reminisce. I, I could reminisce I about the country all day. <laughs> Absolutely. Just wanted to let you know, uh, in the chat room, Neil Berliner, comedy writer Neil Berliner, he says uh, he needs some band names besides Seven Dust and Children of Bottom so his kids will talk to him. <laughs> yeah, I, I toured with Children of Bottom back in uh, in 2004. They opened up for Ice Earth. Wow. Yeah, right. they're from Finland. Right. They are awesome. And, t- and and tell Neil, well, I guess Neil's listening. So, hi, Neil. How yeah. are you, buddy? Neil is, uh, <laughs> Neil's a, a cool dude. I, I feel bad because uh, Sal pulled off his uh, his toupee in Florida at, at a show at, no. in, in Lakeland one time, and, and he put it on Shuley, but it was maybe the funniest thing I've ever seen in my oh, life. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> and Shuley was wearing his hair around. It was it was awesome. I think it was even on Howard TV. I think they filmed it. Oh, that's funny. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Neil, there you go. <laughs> you can call in, too, if you want. Um, <laughs> Neil is, uh, Neil. I don't know if Neil mentioned it on there, but he's the manager for Rapping Granny and Fruity Nutcake. Yes, he was on my show not too long ago. We did an interview with him, Absolutely. Yeah. Now, can, I guess if he's listening, I guess I can ask how Fruity Nutcake is doing. I haven't heard from her in a while, but she's such a sweet lady. When she rode the Sibian, it was one of the funniest things ever. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, Neil, uh, Richard's asking, how is Fruity Nut? What was? I'm sorry, say it again. <laughs> Fruity Nutcake, the rapping granny. Yeah, yeah. Fruity Nutcake, the rapping granny. How is she doing? If you've heard mm. from her. Yeah, yeah, she's Um, Okay, we'll wait for him to answer that. Let's see. Little Mikey wants to know, what is your favorite prank call that you've done? Um, uh, That's a tough one. Probably some of our public access ones. I think think it's the one where Sal and I called this show called Respect, and there's this guy named Russell who, if you saw what he looked like, it makes it 20 times even funnier. He's this bearded... (laughs) teacher looking guy and um 
we called they had this uh this group called Pink Positive and, and Sal and I just kept calling over and over on there and <laughs> on his show and uh and I don't I don't remember specifics. I know I asked him to run his fingers through his beard cuz I was aroused and all this stuff and <laughs> but just uh, just his reactions like at one point he goes, "Oh Jesus Christ." Like his reactions are so funny and I love him and and some some of my favorites too are the telepsychic on public access, but I just you know the public access ones are so I don't know, that was it's weird to say, but that was kind of a magical time because there were all these great shows that were just right. perfect for pranking, and and we were just on such a roll because none of these shows were prepared. We, you know, eventually they they caught on to us, and we and they either stopped taking calls or they recognized our voices. So that's why there hasn't been any public access calls in forever. But. There for about a year, we were able to just get some great calls off uh, wow. public access, and so you know it, it's hard to say, but I I think uh, that one or, or even some of the, there was one with Crackhead Bob and Blue Iris where Ca- Crackhead Bob needed a cab, and and Sal knew this cab stand on Long Island where the people were really nasty and angry, so. We called and Crackhead Bob calls and asks for a cab, but they can't understand where he wants to go. And then Blue Iris calls back as his mom. That's one of my all-time favorites too. Nice, nice. So one of my favorites personally is, um, and I'm not sure how to describe this because I'm a little more. <laughs> I love the Howard Stern show and I have a great sense of humor. Uh, when you call with your 74 old and you, you need to get it worked on, but it's it's a little too old for the guy to work on it, and the mechanic is such a great sport as your playing, I guess, some bathroom experiences, too. <laughs> that's yeah, that's probably a... my, one of my favorite ones. I, I can oh, listen to over much. and over, Richard. <laughs> thank you. Well, I love that one, too, because the guy was so nice and so, like, he I was know. really trying to figure out what was wrong. <laughs> and I couldn't I believe that, like, he had, the guy had the patience to listen on the phone to noises and, and try to figure out what was going on. And, <laughs> And so, yeah, I, I like the ones where people are really nice and sweet um, like that. Like we did one where Sal and I just kept calling this uh, this older lady and asked how she was doing and and just kept that saying that too. over and over. And she was <laughs> so nice and sweet. And I, I love I love uh, when, when the people are really nice like that. It's, uh, it's, you know, it almost is kind of like a sweet type thing when they're so understanding. Exactly, exactly. Like when you call up and you're like, uh, and and Merry Christmas and uh, and Happy Christmas and <laughs> oh that lady was so nice too yeah she was she was really sweet that was a uh, Christmas store I think it was in Montana or Wyoming like way out west and uh, she was so nice she got such a kick out of it after I called her back to get the consent and she 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 got such a kick out of it when That's I told awesome. her it was a prank call when I had because uh, you know those the all our calls we have to get a permission for and you know sometimes wow. we call back and they're cool and sometimes they're they're not so cool but you know the ones like that where it's kind of harmless and sweet they're usually nice about letting us play the call right right awesome well let's do this let's take another caller who's been waiting online for a few minutes now and then we're going to talk about getting to one of your songs because we definitely want to get your music tonight all right sounds so, great thank you 
You're welcome. Okay, five one. I'm sorry, five six one. Area code. You are now on the Carrie Edelman show with Richard Christie. Hey guys, it's Neil Berliner. How you doing? Hey, Neil, how, how are, are you? Are you? <laughs> good, good. Okay, Richard. I hope uh, you don't mind four. that I mentioned the uh, no, the toupee incident. That was my most famous day of my life. Are you kidding me? It was fantastic. <laughs> uh, it did make it to Howard TV. It was. It on did, TV. right? I thought it was on yeah. there because. I remember when Shuley put it on, I was in tears laughing. It just yeah, looked so yeah, it looked so funny and, and it looked it actually looked pretty good on Shuley too. Well I professionally placed it on his head the right way, you know. But yeah, yeah. Howard, it was it, it looked great. Well Howard looked at the video and said it looked pretty good and then I said, No, no man, it doesn't look good. It doesn't you see him in person, it looks terrible, you know. But, uh, well, you were a good, you were a great sport about it, Neil. So thank you. Oh sure. Now I have the perfect system that is undetectable. The same system that Travolta uses and Nick Cage uses. You really can't see it. It's perfect airline and everything. So is it like is it, is it where an operation or is it how do no, they no, do no, that? No. The new one. No, it's paper thin. It has no base essentially, and it's glued on. You real, I mean. People who meet me who never met me before, they, they don't have a clue, and they don't know what I'm talking about. Even hair professionals who see me, they, they, you know, they, they just don't know. It's amazing. It's wow. amazing technology. You really can't tell. But I'm calling not for that. I'm calling to say that you know that I've met everybody on the Stern Show and you know, know people on the show. I just want to say publicly that Richard is the nicest guy ever associated mm-hmm. with the Stern Show. Period. Oh, thank you, Neil. Bottom line. And he, he, I see how he interacts with fans. He's nice to everybody. No matter how drunk he is, he's nice to everybody. <laughs> he's just amazing. You're, you're an amazing guy, Richard, amazing, multi-talented guy, and you deserve all the success you have. Very happy. Oh, thank you so much, Neil. I really appreciate it. And, and, and congrats to you, too. I know, like, a lot of your jokes get in the New York Times, and, and I get your emails about um, – you know your your comedy writing and everything, and, and congratulations yeah. to you as well. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm I'm, a, I'm lucky. I'm a dual career person too, so I'm very happy about that. Yeah, yeah, you that's are, awesome. you right? well, Thank you so much, Neil. I really appreciate that. Okay, speak to you soon, guys. Take care. Okay, thanks so much, Neil. Take, Take care. care, Neil. Thank you. You too. Nice. Cool. Yeah, I mean Neil is, is dead on again when he and I, I'll also reiterate what he said that yeah you're just you're just such an authentic person Richard and you do deserve every bit of success that you get because you're a hard worker oh, you're extremely you so talented. Much, I really appreciate yeah. that and yeah the Absolutely. the night that I I met you at Don's show I was like uh, it was it was crazy for me to be out on a Sunday night in in the middle of New Jersey. I had to work the next day and I was kind of, I was kind of sweating it a little bit to make sure I got it home in time for bed, but I want to make sure I went out and supported Don and, uh, you know, Brian was there from metal blade and it, it was such an awesome show. And I was so happy for Don because he's just such an awesome guy. And I'm a a huge fan of, of him and, and Jim Florentine and Eddie trunk on that metal show. And, and so, uh, and I'll give a little plug to Jim Florentine as well. Well, Jim and Don mm-hmm. both have albums on uh, Metal Blade Records as well. They're doing a lot, branching out into comedy now. And um, Don has an album out called Live and Hilarious, and mm-hmm. uh, and it's it really is amazing. And Jim has an album coming out at the end of October called uh, Cringe and Purge on Metal Blade Records that that I can't right. wait to hear. And, 
my buddy Jason Sukoff, who's the guitar player in Charred Walls of the Damned, actually uh, recorded uh, Jim's live album down in Orlando. So I'm psyched to hear that. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, I had uh, yeah Don's album's awesome. I have a copy of it. He was on the show not too long ago, too, promoting it. And as I mentioned, I actually, I think you tuned in a little later when I was doing the introduction, but I actually saw Don this past Friday at Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club. I went out to support him with some people. So, yeah, awesome oh, show. Cool. And, and I'm a huge yeah, I'm a huge fan of Jim's, too. So Jim was on the show, too. So, yes, it's great having all you guys on. <laughs> That's awesome. So, well, thank you so much yeah. for, for helping us out and, and having us on. Definitely, definitely. So why don't we um, let's get back to your album, and then we're going to check out uh, your single, Zero Span. So I'm always, because I'm a psychologist, and I've, I've mentioned that to you, I'm always curious to learn about how people come up with the, the names of their bands. So tell us a little bit about uh, the meaning behind Charles Walls of the Damned or how you guys came up with that title. Well, I love telling the story of how uh, that title came about because it's a very unique story. You know, I'd spent about two months trying to come up with a band name uh, when we were getting ready to, to record our album. I still didn't have a band name. And, okay. you know, this was a couple of years ago. And band names are so hard to come up with these days because every cool name has been taken. And I, I was right. even looking through, like, the Atlas. I was looking at town names in Kansas because I wanted it to be something that meant something to me. And I was – every cool town name in Kansas had already been taken as a band name. And, um, you know, so I was I was really stressed. And I was like, how in the hell am I going to come up with a good band name? And then – uh, one day, Sal and I were making a prank call to a religious radio show, um, and we we they ended up reading off a bunch of uh, crazy items that we had emailed them, like a you know like a fudge packing kit and bukkake sauce and all this crazy stuff, and 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 they didn't realize all this was a prank. And then the next day, I guess. They came back on the air, and I guess by then somebody had told them, hey, all this stuff you read yesterday was dirty and, and a prank. And they got really mad, and we just list, we were listening in, and they're like, those people that called yesterday, they said, uh, you know, it was the devil. They said it was the work of the devil. and and Or we didn't actually call the people that emailed. They go, the, you people know who you are, and if you don't change your ways and and give your souls to Jesus, you'll be scratching your nails on the charred walls of the damned. And wow. Sal, Sal and I looked at each other and we're like, that's a great band name, because Sal knew that I'd been trying to think of a band name, and uh, I was like, yeah, that's awesome. And I immediately Googled it, and, and thank God nobody had it or anything close to wow. it. And I, I trademarked it right away, and and uh, the rest is history. But I, I love that the the name came from pranking a Christian radio show. <laughs> That's oh, I love that story. That's a great story. Really, really oh, thank cool. Thank you very much. Yeah, I guess very it's a cool. better story than if than if I would have found the name on an atlas or something like that. You know, right, right, right. <laughs> I, I even tried. They even have websites for uh, like band name generators where you type in. Uh, you press something and it comes up with a cool band name, but I wanted it to kind of mean something and and, and to come about in a, a natural kind of way, and I'm, I'm right. glad with how that name came about. Cool, cool. Well, everyone in the chat room is is uh, anticipating and excited, excitingly awaiting your single. 
So um, why don't you introduce, we're going to check out everyone, uh, his single Zero Stan, which is off of his album titled Cold Winds on Timeless Days. And uh, the song is also being played right now on Sirius XM Liquid Metal. So give us a, a, a bullet, a brief uh, sentence or two on what Zero Span is about, and then we are going to introduce it. Sounds great. Yeah, Zero Span is about, um, it pretty much kind of means zero attention span, which, um, nice. you know, and, and I'm even guilty of this. You know, I I kind of thought of the, the title and the concept one day when I was, looking down, texting somebody, walking on the sidewalk, and and I realized most of my day now is spent looking down, staring at my cell phone. And, and when you walk <laughs> around uh, the streets of any city now, most people are really kind of in the reality that's around them. They're, they're on this in this virtual reality on their phone or on their computer all day, and it just kind of mm-hmm. seems like uh, less and less these days, people are living life outside of the reality of computers, and and I've tried. You know, I'm guilty of it as well. I'm always on my cell phone and on the computer, and I'm trying right. to kind of make time every day to either read a book and and just live life and, and and not be around my phone or computer. And that's kind of what this song is about. Just how computers and technology have really absorbed people's minds and, and and cause them to kind of live in this online world and rather than living the actual life that's all around you. That's a great concept. I like that a lot. I, I can't agree with you more, Richard, because I'm the oh, same thing. You. I'm in between juggling my career as a, you know, forensic psychologist, clinical psychologist, and then I have my own music on the side and the radio show and I'm writing for magazines now. So it's, I agree with you. It's just, it's like kind of just in this zone where, like you said, you can't really take a break sometimes. And I agree with you, you have to sometimes make that time, just even if it's an hour or two a day to kind of get away from this cyber world, <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. So. I mean, I love, you know, I try to I try to take an hour each night um, to, to either just sit in my living room and read or go to the happy hour at the local bar and read a mm-hmm. book. And, and, and it just there's something kind of old fashioned and romantic about just reading a book and and even just taking a walk and things like that without being on my right. phone. I love just going out and taking a walk and and you know it's it's hard because every you know people's lives are busy these days and it's hard to get away from it all. But it definitely helps. I think helps somebody's mind to kind of get away from everything once in a while. Absolutely. Okay. Well, with that being said. Uh, We do have another caller, but please hold down the line. We will get back to you as soon as we come back. And I'm going to introduce Zero Stan. We're going to check that out, Richard, and then we will be back with you. Okay? Sounds great. Okay, hold on. All right, everyone, again, if you're just tuning into the Carrie Edelman Show, you are listening to the metal drummer Richard Christie of Charles Walls of the Damned, as well as he is the Howard uh, writer for the Howard Stern Show. And right now we are going to check out his single Zero Stan, which is coming up off of his album, Cold Winds on Timeless Days. Check it out right now. You can pre-order it on iTunes as well as other places. I'm sure he will plug later in the show. So without further ado, let's check out Zero Stand from Charred Walls of the Dam.
Okay, everyone, we're back on the Carrie Edelman Show. I'll bring Richard Christie back on in a moment. That was his awesome killer single, Zero Stand, off of his album, Cold Winds on Timeless Days, which is coming out. So definitely check it out. Pre-ordered on iTunes. I know a ton of people are going crazy right now in the chat room. They love the song, and they are going out to purchase that album shortly. So let's bring Richard back on the air, and then we'll take a quick call from uh, Area Code 732. All right, Richard, you're back on. Well, thank you so much for playing that. I really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, cool stuff. I mean, you are killer. Is that a is it a double uh, kick that you use or double bass? Yep, yep. It's double bass drums, and uh, I use right. a double pedal. Um, okay. I use a double pedal now rather than two kick drums, just because when I when we tour and when I travel, I, I'm moving my own drums, and I much prefer right. moving one bass drum than two. Plus, there's okay. a drum company called Axis that makes a, a double bass pedal um, that is just, it's so smooth that it feels just like you're playing two bass drums. And uh, wow. they're called the Laser Series, and they're the best bass drum pedals ever because I know a lot of drummers uh complain about double pedal using a double pedal rather than two kick drums that it doesn't feel the okay. same but um you know for for this company that that I use uh, it just feels amazing so yeah nice. i use it's one bass drum but with a, a a bass drum pedal that has two pedals and two beaters on it cool very cool here are a couple of quick questions because the chat room is just going crazy with you right now richard um and wants to know in the chat room do you do any uh vocals for the album? Not on the album. On the demos, I did all the vocals, and it, it sounds pretty freaking okay. hilarious because I'm a horrible singer. I, if, <laughs> if anybody's heard, you know, like some of the Robin songs that I've sang on, I cannot uh, sing in key very good. So, but I I can sing good enough to get my ideas out there. And and for Charred Walls of the Damned, I write the music, and then I also write the lyrics and the vocal parts. So. Whoa. Um, on the demo recordings, uh, you know, I do everything, and I, I put all my vocal ideas down, and, and it's it's good enough that our singer can hear it and kind of tell what I'm going for, and then and then make it a million times better from there. But um, I and I also sing backups live, but I haven't done anything uh, in the studio because I'm just not, you know, I'm not at that point yet where I'm, I'm, I'm real confident with my singing. I need to take a few more lessons, I guess. Okay, cool. But that's awesome. You write, you actually write all the music for the band. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I can, I'm drums is my main instrument, but I, I can, I I play guitar, bass, keyboards and and, and sing just well enough to where I can write music. So, uh, you know, wow. I wouldn't be able to play guitar live. I mean, I could, but it, it'd be right. pretty sloppy. But I, I can play good enough to where I can write music. And then, you know, the other guys, when we get in the studio, they take all the parts and just make them so much better because uh, Jason Sukoff, our guitar player, is just an incredible guitar player. And he takes my guitar riffs and just makes them amazing and makes them so much better than what they originally were. And same with our bass player, Steve DiGiorgio. He just takes my cool. ideas for the bass and just goes crazy and, and does some amazingly wicked stuff. And, and, and same with our singer. He just, uh, he, uh, our singer, Tim Ripper Owens, he sang in Judas Priest in the nineties and the early oh two thousand. And he, uh, he's the guy that they made that movie rock star about. Um, Mark Wahlberg actually plays. Really? Him. 
in the movie. Yeah, okay. he's the guy. He's the guy that was in a Judas Priest cover band, and then when Rob Halford left Judas Priest, they hired him to sing. And uh, oh, wow. so he's and, and he's the most down to earth, super cool guy. And you know, you you forget that it, that this is the guy that they that Mark Wahlberg played in a movie, and and that the movie came from a big uh, New York Times article in the nineties about how. Tim was in a Judas Priest tribute band and then got to be in the real band when they heard him wow. sing. So, so he's That's definitely awesome. a you know a pretty legendary singer and it's it's awesome to have him in the band. The same same with uh, Steve, our bass player. He was in the band uh, Death and, and another band Control Denied with me and and also Iced Earth and then Jason, our guitar player. I've been friends with since 1999 when I lived in Florida and. And uh, all the guys are, are super talented. Jason, our guitar player, is also the producer of the album, and he owns the studio Audio Hammer in Florida where we recorded. So I'm, I'm pretty lucky to know cool. some, some really talented musicians and some really oh, great yeah. guys. Oh, yeah, I mean, everyone, everyone on that album, Richard, is just, I mean, above and beyond phenomenal. I mean, everyone's just, you guys are just super tight as a band. Everyone's extremely talented at the instruments they play. The singer is an awesome voice, so... Definitely. Let's um let's real quick bring this um area code seven three two on because I know uh, he he has a, a show that he's going to be doing. I think he does his own his own radio show. I'm going to plug him. It's called ninety eight point eight Rebel Rock, and it's also um an internet show. He's a younger guy. Okay, so we're going to bring him on, and you can uh you can ask Richard a question. All right, seven three two, you're on. Hi, Carrie. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. So uh, what kind of questions do you have for Richard? Yeah, hi, Richard. Um, I just met Tim Ripper Friday night, and I took my picture with him. But I didn't know that he – was he in the band that you were just in right now playing the song on the show? Yeah, that's Tim. And, and hi, how are you? Um, that's cool that you met him Friday because he actually called me on Friday to come see his show in New Jersey, and I unfortunately couldn't make it. I felt I felt so bad. Um, cause Aww. I don't, I don't drive. My wife and I don't own a car and it's kind of hard for us to get to certain areas of New Jersey. And, and, oh, I felt awful that I couldn't make his show, but he, uh, he's coming back with Ingve in October as well. And, and yeah. we're definitely going to hang out at that show. But, uh, but yeah, that's Tim Ripper Owens that, that sings in Charred Walls of the Damned. And he's, he's in a lot of different bands. He sings with, uh, you know, he was doing the D- Dio Disciples in New Jersey on Friday night and, uh, he's also has his own band, Beyond Fear. He has a solo band. Um, he sings in a band called wow. Hail, uh, which is spelled H-A-I-L, and it's kind of an all-star metal tribute band with uh, him and, and the guitar player from Sepultura and a bunch of really famous metal guys, and uh, like Mike Portnoy from Dream Theater is in that band as well. And he also sings with Ingve Malmsteen. He's, he's a really busy guy, and that's because he's such an awesome singer. Wow. Well, I can understand that because, like, Ripper, he played with Priest in the 90s, which I, which he actually told me I had no idea until Friday night. Rudy Sarzo, Jim Florentine, and Don Jameson were telling me that, too. Yeah, it's funny because Tim was telling me that Rudy was upset that I couldn't make it. I felt so bad because uh, Rudy yeah. Sarzo is a good friend of mine as well, and he's, he's the nicest guy ever. And I, I had the honor of being on... Uh, that metal show, along with Rudy, a couple years ago, and 
and and and Don and Jim are such cool guys. And I, oh man, you you you're really making me feel guilty now that I wasn't at that <laughs> no, show. Oh no, that's okay. I'm I'm very jealous that you were there. I bet it, I'm sure it was an amazing show. It actually was. What I was actually blown away when they did Stargazer and they did Heaven and Hell as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was very phenomenal. And I was That's... front row, right across from Craig Goldie on his guitar solos, and he always smiled at me when I was wow, bowing that around. Wow, awesome. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah, and, and you know, um, Ripper and Dio were very, very good friends, so I'm sure Dio would be honored that, that Tim is paying tribute to him uh, with the Dio well, Disciples. I, I think it's really cool what they're doing. Well, Ripper is actually going to be on that metal show in a couple weeks. Um, Saturday night, Sammy Hagar was on there, and I watched it. It was pretty good. I, I love yeah, that I just metal read show. Sammy. I, I read Sammy's book when I was on my honeymoon recently. Sammy Hagar's book. It was awesome. Oh, cool. Well, I'm st- I'm starting to read uh, the Ozzy book. I am Ozzy. That Ozzy wrote. I don't know how many years ago, but I want to oh, read Rudy's book. That's a yeah. great book. The- the Aussie book is awesome because, you know, there's so many cool things. Most of the Aussie book is about Black Sabbath, which I loved because I'm a huge Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath fan. And and something I never realized is that Tony Iommi played with Jethro Tull. Like, he left Black Sabbath before they got famous to play for, like, four days with Jethro Tull. And, and that just blew me away. And then uh, after I read that, I went on YouTube, and you can see a video of Tony Iommi when he's like 20 years old playing with Jethro Tull. And, and there, there's wow. a lot of cool little uh, trivia things like that in the Aussie book. Whoa, cool. wait, what album did Tony do? Did, did he he do didn't it? do an album, but he played like a, some festival in England with Jethro Tull. Oh. Yeah, he, he only, I think he only played with him for a few days. I think he just played one, maybe one or two shows. And Jethro Tull, I think, wanted him to continue, but he wanted to go back to Black Sabbath. And and this was before Black Sabbath even put their first album out, and they thought the band was done because Tony Iommi was this really, you know, popular guitar player locally, and Jethro Tull kind of scooped him up. But then uh, Tony Iommi came back to Black Sabbath. So it's crazy to think what if what if Tony Iommi would have stayed in Jethro Tull then. You know, maybe Black Sabbath would never have been around, and maybe heavy metal wouldn't even be around. You know? Yeah, that I would. That would just be so upsetting if Tony just just stayed with Jethro Tull. That would be cool, though. Tony Iommi being in Jethro Tull, but the same. It yeah, you gotta go cool. if you if if you type it in on YouTube. Type in uh, Tony Iommi Jethro Tull, and y- you'll see him playing live with him. And it's so crazy because he's so young in the video too. Well, I'll put it on my radio station. I'm actually on right now. I just kicked it off with Megadeth on right now. Cool. Nice. I I just saw Megadeth last Wednesday at the Big Four uh, concert at Yankee Stadium. It was incredible. Don't even get me started with the Big Four. I almost got to see that show, too. (laughs) Oh, see, you you were making me jealous with the the Dio Disciples show, and now I get to make you jealous with the Big Four, I guess. (laughs) I was going to get nosebleeds anyway, so it doesn't matter. All right, yeah, great. It was, well, it was incredible to say the least. Cool. Yeah. Well, Ray, I want you to ha- I want you to have an awesome show tonight on uh, ninety eight point eight again, Rebel Rock. Everyone definitely has to check out Ray's show, and Ray's been kind enough to uh, listen to me as a DJ on his station. 
So, yeah, thank uh, you, Ray. Thank you, you for calling in, buddy. Oh, I always love calling in. It's one of my favorite things to do. I love calling in. <laughs> nice, and, cool. I, and that's cool. You got to meet Ripper. He's he's such an awesome guy and just a super nice, down to earth guy. And that's that's why I love having him in the band. I didn't. I he was one of the people I met. I also met um, Simon Wright, Scott Warren, Craig Goldie, and all of them. With uh, Dom cool. wasn't actually at the show. He he was at his comedy show, but then he came late after the show. But I, I met Jim at the bar, and we just walked outside, and all of a sudden the band was just standing there, and Jim was wow. following us. So we decided to go over and meet the band, and then Don showed up. I was like, "This is an that's awesome." Night. <laughs> well, make sure you pick up make sure you pick up Don and Jim's <laughs> albums too. They're on Metal Blade Records as well, the same label that mm-hmm. I'm on. Really? Yeah, I um I know about Don Jameson's on um, Metal Blade Records because uh, I'm friends with him on Facebook. And speaking of Facebook, um last night when I hopped on, Risa right. sent me a friend request. Who was it? Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, Rudy is oh, cool. such. Rudy is a super nice guy. I met Rudy in Los Angeles. Sal and I were doing a comedy show in L.A. at the, I think it was at the Key Club, and Rudy Sarzo was there, and I just, I could not believe it. It made me so nervous knowing that at our comedy show, Rudy Sarzo was in the audience, because I've looked up to him ever since. Well, he plays on Quiet Ride Metal Health, which is the album that got me into metal, so... You know, it's really it's, it's an honor to see that not, he did not play on the Metal Health album. What's he that? Did not. He didn't play on the Metal Health album. Well, he played he some played of the songs. I know they had a right different album. bass player for some songs, right? No, he didn't uh-uh. do that whole album. He did like the demos and stuff, but he just didn't have enough time for that. Who played uh, who played bass on the album? I don't know. He told me that he didn't play on that album. He played on the album after that. And oh, then wow. he did some okay. video, White Snake, and all that. That's what he told me. So, wow. You, right. you just you just ruined my dreams. <laughs> I love I love the Metal Health album, too, with the Come On, Feel the Noise. And oh, it's awesome. Cadillac. It's awesome. Well, Rudy's in the video, okay, so Rudy. I still consider him to be a part of that album in, in some way. Well, yes. Either way. All right, Ray. Oh, sorry. Uh-oh. Dogs, shut up! <laughs> Ray, you better take care of those dogs there. They sound hungry. Yeah. You better feed those dogs. All right, Ray. Thank you for calling in. Take care. <laughs> take care, Ray. All right. All right, okay. bye, guys. Bye, Ray. Thank you. All right, bye. <laughs> uh, he's sweet. He's a regular caller now. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Those that sound like yeah. some big dogs there. I hope Ray's okay. <laughs> Definitely. So, Richard, your your show is just totally blowing up tonight, and I'm gonna have to bring you back on again because how much time do you have? Because I want to gauge you right now in terms of your time because I know you have to work tomorrow and all that other good stuff. So, yeah, yeah, how much I, time I, you have? Yeah, my weeknights are pretty. Uh, well, as you've heard on the show, I'm sure I. Uh, we all have to hit the hay really, really early. So right. I got to uh, right. do a little bit more work and uh, and then hit the hay pretty soon. But uh, you know, I could I, I could minutes? stay on for another five or ten minutes if that's okay. okay. 
Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's take this other call quickly, and then we're going to, you know, hone in a little bit more on your album, and then I'm going to have a special question for you at the end of the show because I definitely want to bring you back on again. All right? Awesome. Okay, so, okay, 609 area code, you are now on with Richard Christie. Hey, Richard. How you doing? Hey, Terry, it's Dale. Dale, what's up? <laughs> Dale, how are you, buddy? All right, pretty good, Richard. I'm a big fan of Carrie's. I'm a big fan of yours, your music, and your comedy. And uh, I'm just glad you're on her show. And, uh, you know, I, I wanted to ask you a question. You were talking about uh, tribute bands. And um, my question to you is, I mean, um, a good friend of mine knew Ronnie James Dio personally. And uh, and I met Ronnie uh, many years ago on tour. Very nice guy, gentleman down to earth. He's uh, was probably one of the best um, icons ever, and just very friendly with his fans. Um, but in light of all these tribute bands, do you think that the the market is saturated with them, or is it just coming down to just people just doing covers and not really paying tribute, or do you think that it's just this thing, this phenomenon, where people are so inspired by this music to keep it going no matter what? Or what's your whole take on that? Is, um. Yeah. Well, thanks for asking, Dale. Yeah. I mean, I love it. I I know that. You know, for myself, I've I've seen on YouTube where there's been a few bands that uh, did some charred walls kind of tribute uh, cover songs. There was a band in Hungary, and there's a, a piano player who did a beautiful version of one of our uh, songs from the first album. She's from Iceland, and. Uh, and wow. I saw her on YouTube playing one of our songs, like a piano version. It was just amazing. So wow. for myself personally, I'm I'm honored when a band covers one of our songs. And, and I know when I was in the band Death, um, uh, Chuck Schuldiner from Death, uh, he received a CD in the mail, or he might have bought it at a store. It was a Death tribute album, and it was a bunch of different bands from all over the world playing Death songs. And Chuck was really honored by that, and, and he thought it was really cool. And, and so it makes me happy that there are still um, tribute shows to death and Control Denied, um, Chuck's bands, all around the world still. And and so I think it's a great thing. It's keeping the music alive, and, and it's and it's a way for fans, you know, for since unfortunately Dio is, has passed on, um, it's great that people can go still hear his music live. And, and, it, right. and I think it's a great way to pay tribute to to someone, and uh, I think the more the merrier, you know. The uh, especially a band like Dio Disciples, where it's all made up of of all people who who knew Dio and and some of the people who were in bands with him. I think it's it's really cool to be able to go see these the the band like that pay tribute to to Dio, and and I really like it. I I, I think it's pretty awesome, and uh, you know I'm definitely I'm definitely all for that. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's a, you know, it's a fine line between what a tribute is and and what's not sometimes. But I think yeah, certain bands really nail that tribute. You know, they really do it in a they present the music in a, uh, an interesting or individual way. Um, the most that's different than most other bands. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I, and you know what too? Even if a band doesn't do you know the best job playing a song at least they're they're trying and they're into the music and that's that's really what counts you know there's mm -hmm. uh there's i've heard tribute albums to to certain bands where where some of the songs were 
were kind of weirdly arranged and didn't really sound like the original song. But but as long as the the passion is there and they, and they're really paying tribute to the to the people that wrote the music, then then I think it's really cool. And and as far as Ronnie James Dio, I uh, I actually got to meet him when Heaven and Hell was playing at uh, Radio City Music Hall. I think they did two or three nights at Radio City, and they recorded it for a live DVD. And um, and I met Ronnie and Tony Iommi and, and the whole band up at Sirius, and Ronnie was the nicest guy. It, it, he just he was one of those guys that when he talks to you, you felt like you've known him forever, and, and he makes you feel so comfortable, and he makes you... He made me feel like like I was his best friend, and and it was so amazing. And and that was one thing I always hear about him from people that knew him that he would always remember your name, and he would always remember where he first met you. And and he was just wow. you know he was the most genuine guy ever. And it's you know it, it's great that people will always remember his music and and to hear about uh, what an amazingly nice person he was as well. Yeah, he was one of those guys. One of those guys who just looks at you and what you're talking and just was very focused on everything you said and just interested in everything you had to say and and he yeah just a gentleman all around yeah absolutely that's question. that's exactly how I felt like when when I met him he knew um, that I had played in the band Iced Earth and I I couldn't believe that he he knew you know who Iced Earth was and that he knew that I had played in the band. It was just so cool. He was so down to earth. And, and yeah, like you said, it, it's really important when you meet somebody that you look up to and they, they t- really take the time to listen to what you're saying and look you in the eye. And I, I thought that was really, really, really nice of him. Cool. Yeah, well, cool. let me just say something, Richard. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of all your stuff with uh, Ice Earth and that, all the new stuff. You were always working with some really great musicians. And I'm, I've been following you for for a long time in your comedy. But one quick question is that last the, that guy Ray that called it sounded like he was being fed to the dogs. That sounded like maybe one of your bits on the Stern Show or something. But uh, what do you what do you think the connection between comedy and music is? Do you think that musicians should be comedians or comedians should be musicians? You know, <laughs> I I like a mix of. I, I like a mix of both, you know. There's um, th- there's some great comedy bands out there, like that band Caninus with the dog singer. Um, you know, the, the the dogs that were on the phone earlier, maybe they could audition for the uh, the new singing in Caninus or something. But uh, but yeah, I love mixing. Uh, you know, there's a lot of funny bands like Steel Panther. I love. I think they're hilarious, but they also write some pretty catchy. Uh, tunes and uh, you know, but for for myself, I, I kind of like to separate it, and I like to treat Charred Walls of the Damned as a as a serious band, and not really kind of put any comedy aspect into it. But I I love uh, when bands mix the two. There's a my guitar player Jason Sukoff has a really funny band called Crotch Duster, and uh, they put out an album that I'm actually on as well. A few years back, and it got some great reviews, and it's one of the silliest albums ever. But at the same time, it has some of the most amazing musicianship ever. So, I, I, I think it, it, it goes hand in hand. And every, pretty much every metal musician that I've ever toured with and ever met has a great sense of humor, and they all love comedy. Mm-hmm. So, I think it goes hand in hand. I mean, I was doing goofy stuff and pranking people back when I was, you know in bands in high school and even on tour with all the bands that I've been in, we were always 
you know, doing pranks and just having fun. So basically it's all about having fun. So I think comedy and music go great together. I agree. I definitely agree. I'm glad glad to get a chance to talk to you. Yeah, well, thank you so much for calling. I really appreciate it. Yeah, um, Awesome. Thank you so much for calling, buddy. I appreciate it. Yeah, just stay on for a minute. Just, uh... Just as a side okay. note, um, Richard, Dale is also a phenomenal musician. He currently has his eighth Liquid Eclipse album out. That's the name of uh, his band. Awesome music, and I was fortunate enough to sing on four of his songs. And it's a great album. It's out on iTunes right now. So uh, everyone check out the album titled Adrift, and it's under uh, Liquid Eclipse. And this is uh, Dale Pantaleone, who's calling in right now. So definitely check out That's his That's awesome, too. Dale. I, I can't wait to check well, that out. I will uh, I will go on iTunes right after uh, this interview and go check that out. That's awesome. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. And thanks for the plug. <laughs> yeah, welcome, Dale. Yeah. We'll be in touch soon. Have a great thank night, you, Dale. Dale. All right. Be good, Richard. Take care. See you, Carrie. Take okay. care, Dale. Bye. Bye. All right. All right. So I know we have to start wrapping stuff up. Let's do uh, some real quick questions, give some quick answers for other fans. They want to know, when can they expect to see a Charred Walls of the Damned uh, concert in the city? Do you guys have any coming up? Yeah, definitely. You know, we did a tour um, last year, and we played at the Gramercy Theater in New York City, and it was Mm -hmm. an incredible show. It was so cool. And uh, we had Don Jameson opening up for us. We were on tour with Don, and that's another nice. um, example of where comedy and, and heavy metal work great together because uh, rather than bring a, a band to open up for us at all of our shows on tour, we had Don do uh, do comedy before our set. That's and awesome. It was amazing. People loved it, and it was so fun and so different. And he, a lot of his comedy is about you know his experiences being a heavy metal fan so everybody could relate. Mm-hmm. And it was just a cool mix, and it's something a little different. And... Um, so, so that was really cool. And, uh, and, uh, we're definitely planning on touring again next year. Um, we don't have any dates booked as of now. We're going to kind of okay. wait and see what everybody's schedule is next year. Cause, uh, you know, aside from myself, uh, Tim and Steve and Jason are all very busy guys, but we're going to make sure we line up our schedules at least, uh, you know, for some shows next year. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping maybe uh, around next April or so, next March or April, we'll, we'll have some uh, shows here in the uh, in the Northeast and, and hopefully uh, all across the U.S. That sounds awesome. Well, we'll definitely, and they can go to richardchristie.com, correct? You'll have all your updates there? Exactly, yeah. I, uh, yep. You know, I just, up, I just updated my site today, uh, richardchristie.com, and there's a lot of info about the new album, a lot of, there's, some cool contests going on right now with some different websites like Metal Sucks, uh, the the famous okay. metal, uh, metal website MetalSucks.net uh, is awesome, and they're doing a really cool contest like a photoshopping contest uh, where you can win some awesome Charred Walls of the Damned merch, and um, and we also have a lot of the pre-order information there. We're even doing a, a pre-order uh, special pre-order with Benchmark Merchandising. Uh, where it, it includes like a new Charred Walls 3D poster, a hoodie, the CD, and also a signed adult diaper uh, signed by me. So um, okay. we got that going <laughs> nice. on. That's a pretty pretty special contest going on right now. 
So, uh, yeah, we got that going on. And there's a lot of, yeah, a lot of cool updates if you go to richardchristie.com. And and also, you know, to pre-order the album, if you'd like, you can go to metalblade.com slash C-W-O-T-D. And uh, you can pre-order the album there. And it's also available for pre-order on iTunes as well. But, um, you know, I got my first actual copy of the CD the other day. And uh, if you get a chance to buy the actual physical CD, it just, it looks incredible. The artwork is is amazing, and it's got like a foil silver logo on the front. I'm just so psyched with how the actual artwork turned out. So. Yeah, I saw. It. I'm I'm looking at it actually on your page right now. It looks phenomenal. Um, just give a real quick plug. Who um who did the artwork for the album? Who mixed and mastered it? I'm curious to know. I mean, the the mix of the album was great. It sounded awesome. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah. Um, Travis Smith, uh, who's an amazing artist, did the 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 album artwork and he okay. also did the cover for uh the album Sound of Perseverance by Death uh, another band I was in and also did the artwork cool. for Control Denied and Ice Earth a couple other bands that I was in and uh he has a website called Seam Pieces uh I think it's seampieces.com it might be dot, dot .org I'm sorry I don't have it in front of me right now but if if you type in Travis Smith artist on Google it'll come up but I think it's cool. S E E M and then pieces uh dot org or dot com. And uh and um the production for the album was done by Jason Sukoff. He produced it and the album was mixed and uh co engineered by Mark Lewis uh at Audio Hammer Studios and also at Hit Factory Studios in Miami, uh Florida. And um Alan Duchet um, mastered the album, and uh, I'm just really nice. psyched with how it turned out. I, I'm just I couldn't be more pleased. And and now that people are starting to hear, you know, the single, and and when people start are able to hear the full album, I'm just that's it's such a cool feeling to know that out there somewhere people are listening to to this music that that I wrote, and it's you know it's really an honor that people are are interested in listening to the band. Yeah, no, the band's phenomenal, Richard. It is. So I know that you have to wind down because I know you have a, a long day ahead of you tomorrow, and I, I'd love to keep you on forever, and I know all the fans would love to hear more from you. But I'd love to bring you back on the show. I was thinking about this today, so I'm in prison, and, of course, I'm, my mind's always going like yours, I'm sure. I'd love to do a Halloween segment with you. Would you want to come on sometime in later October and just do a segment all about Halloween and Richard Christie because I know this is your time of year? Yeah, absolutely. Let's let's plan That'd on that. Cool. That sounds great, Carrie. Thank you. Yeah. So I'll um I have your email. I'll send you an email, and you just let me know. I'll I'll again be flexible with your schedule, and you let me know what works for you, and we'll we'll do a special segment for you to talk about your favorite time of year. And I'm I'm a huge horror fan too, actually. So I have tons of questions to ask you. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I'm all in right. full horror. Mo- I'm in full horror movie mode right now. That's all I watch now. Is is Horror and Halloween movies, so. Nice. Well, let me ask you two quick questions. What's the first horror movie you ever saw? Uh, the first one I remember seeing is uh, John Carpenter's The Thing at the drive-in when I was eight wow. years old. I know I know, I saw horror movies before that, but that's the one that's that made one. me a lifelong horror fan. Uh, okay. You know, just the special effects blew me away, and I'm just, I still worship that movie. Nice. And what's your what's your favorite horror movie of all times? And that was just definitely John Carpenter's fight. Halloween. John okay. Carpenter's Halloween is my all time favorite, and and it's my all time favorite uh, 
movie music and maybe even my favorite music of all time. I think the Halloween theme is maybe mm-hmm. the most brilliant piece of music ever written. It's uh, it's simple yeah. and so effective and so catchy and and John Carpenter is a really huge influence on on my life as a musician and just you know, I just I I've I've been a huge John Carpenter fan since I was right. 8 years old when I saw the thing and I I really idolized the guy and that's uh so yeah, definitely Halloween the original Halloween is my all-time favorite movie and, and you know pretty much yeah. all-time favorite horror movie, Halloween movie and movie period. So Cool. Yeah, it's definitely a favorite of mine too. Absolutely. But but yeah, I know we'll we'll definitely spend some more time when we bring you back on cuz I think that would be a really cool segment and a a special segment for the month of October featuring Richard Christie and uh yeah. So let's uh let's save some more for that. So why don't you Richard to tie it up tonight? Why don't you again just let the fans know, plug uh, your album again, where people can access it, and anything else you want to let them know. Well, thank you very much, Carrie. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, the new Charred Walls of the Damned album titled Cold Winds on Timeless Days. It is out everywhere Tuesday, October the 11th. Uh, you can pre-order it right now at metalblade.com slash cwotd. And you can also uh, get exclusive pre-order packages with a 3D poster and Charred Walls hoodie and signed diaper. If you go to richardchristie.com, there's a link to benchmark merchandising for that. And uh, I just I can't wait for everybody to hear the album. I'm really proud of it and really honored to to have our second album out. And uh, I really hope everybody likes it. Yeah. Well. Thank you so much, Richard, for coming on tonight. It was a pleasure having you again. I don't want to keep you on too long because I know you got to get ready for work. But, um, but yeah, like I said, I'll be in touch with you through email, all right? And you did an awesome job. The fans are going crazy. They loved it. So um, we'll just look forward to having you coming back. Sounds great, Carrie. Thank you so much. All right? It was so great talking to you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Richard. Thanks. Have an awesome day uh, tomorrow, okay? Okay, you too. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great night. Bye. Okay, you too. Bye. All right, everyone, again, I know we could have kept Richard on forever, and believe me, I would have loved to, but uh, i got to respect that he has to be up uh, early tomorrow morning. So let's uh, everyone just hang out in the chat room for a few minutes. I'll do some more plugs uh, again. Let's plug uh, Joseph Muski from Stern Superfans. Everyone check it out at sternsuperfans.com. Also be sure to check out Mark's Friggin at marksfriggin.com. Again, these are the sites that you can get everything about Howard. It's an awesome place for fans to interact and share everything that they love about the Howard Stern Show. Also, again, check out Richard Christie's album, Charred Walls of the Dam, titled Cold Winds on Timeless Days. It's pre-ordered on iTunes now, and you can go to richardchristie.com to check out upcoming shows, additional information, and feel free to get a signed adult diaper, as he said. I think everyone's going <laughs> to love that. Feel free, please, to also, I want to support a bunch of other people for that always uh, support my show, Flirt Energy Drink. Uh, anyone out there that's a female athlete and sports fanatic, this is a female-formulated sports drink for female athlete. And uh, you can check them out at flirtsport.com. And my song, Vanilla Skies, off my debut album, Leave It All Behind, is currently being used to promote their product. We also had Dale Pantaleone call in tonight. Check out his album, titled Adrift. It's under the title of, um, the album is called Liquid Eclipse, and the title of it is called Adrift, and I was fortunate to be featured on four of his songs that are on his album right now, so you could check that out on iTunes. 
Uh, let's see, what else? Who else can I plug? There's so many people. Let me look at the stuff here. It's just getting crazy. Uh, definitely check out Professor Pooch, anyone out there who's a musician. Uh, this person is a renowned music business consultant, educator, author, <clears throat> as well as a music legal contract specialist. You can check him out at Professor Pooch. That's Professor the Word, and then Pooch, P-O-O-C-H dot com, and He's awesome stuff, great guy. Actually, he was on the show last week, so if you want to check out the podcast for him, we would love to have you listen to it. So we're going to digress for a minute as we uh, tie things up tonight. I know we heard some really heavy metal music tonight, and now I'm going to lead you guys into more of uh, some modern rock slash pop rock music, okay? I didn't want to open the show with one of my songs because this was really about Richard, and I just felt it would kind of, you know, pull the audience away from the metal aspect of the show tonight. So I'm going to end the show tonight with um, my title track, Leave It All Behind, off my debut album. And if anyone's interested, you can check it out also on iTunes and all other major digital distribution sites under uh, Carrie Edelman. Have a good night, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Also, don't forget this Wednesday, we have Michael Marino from New York. He is a filmmaker, has done some awesome film work, and he will be coming on uh, my regular night Wednesday at 8 o'clock p.m., so feel free to tune in and listen to The Life of a Filmmaker. Have a great night, everyone. Thanks so much for your support.
This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Blech. And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra-strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.